I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, I'm speaking with Matt Russo, who is Senior Director of Product Security at medical device maker Medtronic. Matt will be speaking to me about new guidance, the MedTech Vulnerability Communications Toolkit issued by the Health Sector Coordinating Council. Matt was a lead member of the HSCC task group that developed the new document. So Matt, I understand that the new HSCC guidance is a set of tools to help medical device manufacturers and software developers create cybersecurity vulnerability communications related to their products and services. Why did HSCC develop this guidance and why is this toolkit needed? Yeah, so the, the toolkit is called the uh, MedTech Vulnerability Communications Toolkit, and it was developed in partnership with a number of different companies that are participating in HSCC's Vulnerability Communications Task Group. Uh, and we think it's important because there's broad acceptance on the need to be transparent about vulnerabilities in medical devices and technologies that clinicians and patients are using in the healthcare space. And that's been very apparent from guidance documents from the FDA and, and just the overall industry's acceptance of that need for transparency to the, uh, the clinicians and the patients. This toolkit though, what it, what it attempts to do is kind of demystify or, or make, uh, make that topic a little bit less technical. And that might sound a little strange for something that may involve communicating vulnerabilities for some of the most technologically advanced therapies in the, in the medical field today. But we acknowledge that there was a, a challenge that was being perceived by the industry where these communications were coming out, they were technically accurate, but they were really difficult to understand by folks that didn't have a cybersecurity or a technology background. So the attempt of this toolkit is to really make it very easy for some of these vulnerability communications to be understood by folks that don't come from a, a technology or a software or device manufacturer background. So there's, there's two discrete kind of components of this toolkit. Um, one is a set of four tools that allows a device manufacturer or software manufacturer to really hone their message on what vulnerability is being discussed and communicated and do that in very kind of plain terms with a clear priority of what's the most inf important information to leverage upfront and what's maybe pertinent information, but less important for the consumer of these communications to understand. That's deprioritized a little bit and we do that just uh, simply by the order of how information is displayed in the template and in the toolkit to be leveraged. The other component of this document is a, a glossary of terms. And while that may not sound very glamorous, it's, it's, it's a really needed thing in the industry today. It breaks up um, commonly used terms that are leveraged in these communications and attempts to clearly define what those terms are and make those easier to understand. Um, that wasn't just done in, in kind of one big glossary, as that might suggest. It's broken down into a number of different categories, security terms, security threats, healthcare terms, technology terms, privacy concepts, uh, government research and security information sharing terms. And then there's also a section, which is the terms to avoid, which 
again, also sounds like a little bit of a, a strange concept, but they're terms that are so technical or so nebulous. You know, we suggest that manufacturers and software developers don't leverage those terms when trying to convey a concise and plain language communication on important vulnerabilities that are impacting products in the healthcare space. So Matt, what sorts of medical device manufacturers and software developers would use this toolkit? And would the communications that would be sort of non-technical aimed at the non-security professionals sort of be timed so that those communications would be released to that constituency at the same time that a more detailed vulnerability communication disclosure would be made to the industry who would be more of those responsible for tackling whatever the security vulnerability might be that they need to address in their organization? Your first question on who would leverage something like this. So it was a, a pretty broad group of individuals um, that helped develop this toolkit from a lot of large and medium-sized medical device manufacturers and from also um, healthcare delivery organizations as they have the benefit of receiving these communications. So they had unique perspective as well in terms of how they consume these items. And then we also had direction from government uh, organizations uh, like the FDA, as as HSCC is is a public private partnership. We did try as we pulled these tools together to think about, you know, what would an organization that is just starting to embrace vulnerability communication and coordinated vulnerability disclosure, how would they perceive, what are some of the growing pains they may have? How can we develop a set of tools that would help jumpstart some of those organizations that maybe aren't as mature? Similarly, and in fact, what we did is we went through and we refined these tools as we actually let some of the more mature device manufacturers, uh, including my organization, Medtronic, um, as we came up with some hypothetical scenarios, how would those scenarios fit into our current communication templates and how could those be improved? So while there is benefit here for organizations that never have done this or don't have a very mature program, Uh, In fact, in the appendix, we did provide an actual template that an organization could use, lift and place right into their organization and leverage today um, as a template for purposes of communicating vulnerabilities on their products. That was of primary concern. And we also um, wanted to develop something that said, hey, even if you're very mature in this space, how can you make your communication even better? How can you make your communication hit a broader audience with a better perspective on plain English terms and prioritizing the most important information up front while still providing that full picture and some of that technical detail that technical users are still looking for. So that was kind of my response on, you know, who is this for? I think it is for the broad device manufacturer, software development community, uh, and anybody who's really looking to pull together clear communications on vulnerabilities. And the other aspect of this, um, which I think is really, uh, you know, really critical is, you know, we had broad participation from a lot of different organizations, right? So this was not just Medtronic's view of this. This was not just the view from any one individual device manufacturer. There was good engagement, contribution, and review from uh, several of those organizations. And that did include that, that healthcare space as well. 
So Matt, how should the communications that medical device makers and other med tech developers issue for non-security professionals differ from the details that should be contained in the vulnerability disclosures that are issued for the industry? What sorts of details might one see in a vulnerability disclosure that's geared to the professional security people within a healthcare organization versus something that you would include for the non-professional. So as we started this work, which was about a year in the making here, and we started, uh, I believe, April of 2021, you know, we all kind of acknowledged that whenever device manufacturers are issuing these communications, a lot of times we are leveraging very technical communications that go through the uh, Department, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, uh, CISA's organization, and that's a really technical advisory, right? We call those advisories. That's not just uh, limited to medical device or the healthcare space. You know, CISA issues advisories and you know technical vulnerabilities, you know, known as CVEs for any number of different vulnerabilities across a broad uh, landscape of critical infrastructure industries. Um, those are really, really technical communications. And while we have leveraged those, you know, life to date for purposes of a lot of these medical device communications, and they're really good for people that are used to, to seeing those communications and reading those and kind of sifting through the detail to get to pertinent information, we acknowledge that those were tricky at times to really um, have a patient or a clinician read through and find pertinent information around What's the actual product that's impacted? What's the actual vulnerability? What's the mitigation? Can I see a picture of the device so I know if it's one of my devices or something I don't have? So that that focus was not to leave the technical user out of this communication, but it was to augment that existing advisory that's published by CISA. And many of the manufacturers were also issuing in tandem a security bulletin or a security notice on their own websites which already was attempting to um, make that communication a little bit easier to understand and provide a portal or a spot for clinicians, customers, patients, other stakeholders to go to on the manufacturer's website that would give a fuller picture of exactly what, uh, what was being communicated on the vulnerabilities themselves. So at Medtronic, we call those security bulletins. So when we have a, a security item we're communicating, we put very technical information in the advisory uh, and that gets issued through CISA. And then we also put vulnerability information in the security bulletin. And this toolkit will help improve and inform those bulletins that are posted through Medtronic's website, as well as other device manufacturers' website, that's the hope, to ensure that there is a, a more plainer way of communicating that to folks that don't have that technical background. The other hope is that it doesn't matter if Medtronic is issuing a bulletin, if uh, Philips is issuing a bulletin, if BD is issuing a bulletin, if Abbott is issuing a bulletin, some of the sequencing of information that will be provided to the individual who's consuming this will look consistent between companies. Um, naturally, there's you know uh, different branding and, and logos and things like that that you know each of those companies will leverage in terms of what they present on their you know public facing websites, and that's why we didn't go with just a hard template to leverage and more of a toolkit that helps prioritize the most pertinent information up front and then deprioritizes some of that information that may not be as appropriate for, for someone who doesn't have a technology background to consume later on in the bulletin. Well, that's actually a good point that a patient might hear something in the news that there's a problem with particular 
pacemaker or some other cardiac device and they wonder, oh my gosh, do I have that implanted in me? How do I find out? You start calling their doctors. How does this communication also help the doctors explain to patients whether they're affected by something that the patient hears about that might be disturbing? As you go through this toolkit, you know, you'll see that there are, uh, you know, there's a nice template that kind of lays out in a table format, key questions to be answered, what the guidance detail is, and then kind of an empty spot for the manufacturer to populate, you know, answers to those questions in almost a linear fashion. You know, very early on in the template and very early on in the toolkit, you know, we talk specifically about what that device is. We suggest using graphics. We suggest using formatting to really emphasize the products that are impacted or the device or component that's being impacted. And, and the very next section is how does this impact care delivery? So there was a very specific focus on, we understand these are very unique devices. We understand they, they provide critical function in the delivery of therapy or collection of diagnostic information. Um, let's be very upfront with what are we telling that clinician or that healthcare community to do in terms of the impact of this vulnerability. How does this impact that care delivery? What is the vulnerability and what should they do about that to help manage that risk? As an organization that has done a number of these communications in the past several years, sometimes there's a much more immediate ask and sometimes there's going to be a longer term ask. So based on the vulnerability, based on the product itself, we may have a fix right away, right? Hey, we're, we're updating this as you speak. Uh, there's no additional information that really needs to be attended to by the consumer of this bulletin. At times, though, there may be a longer tail on that mitigation. We may say we are currently developing a technical fix or a patch for this issue, uh, but we're not going to be ready to deliver that for another two months. So in the meantime, take some other mitigating action in order to ensure that this device continues to be secure, reliable, and providing the intended clinical care as designed. That may be take this off of a network. It may be keep good physical control of that device. There may be some other uh, technical mechanisms or settings that we can leverage to help mitigate some of those vulnerabilities. But we want to be really clear with what that communication is. And you'll see that prioritized in the template that's included in the toolkit, which was really you know, intended to be something for the technical users of the device manufacturers or the software manufacturers to help fill out and then once that content is filled out, leveraging their communications partners to say, okay, I have the content. How does this fit into, again, in my case, Medtronic's uh, format for how we post our security bulletins, but was really meant to be, let, let's get to the nuts and bolts of the, what we actually want to communicate and convey and not get hung up on what the actual um, website format or letter format uh, is going to look like. Let's get the details straight. And then once the plain language details are figured out, then we can start to, to get that into whatever branding we needed to based on whoever is publishing that information. And finally, Matt, in the bigger picture, when it comes to cybersecurity concerns and challenges involving medical devices, what is most important right now that you think that the industry needs to tackle? I think it's it's what this toolkit helps address. Um, you know, the security landscape and the environment that all medical devices are operating in is not a, a steady state or stagnant environment. It's constantly evolving. We have to be constantly evolving our products across the landscape as well. 
The only way to do that is to be vigilant over the full product life cycle of a device and ensure there is good monitoring that occurs of vulnerabilities and the environment that that device is operating in and post-market or once it's being used and it's, and it's you know, for its intended clinical use. And if there are issues that pop up, if there are cybersecurity uh, items that device manufacturers become aware of, if there are new vulnerabilities that make their way into the landscape, then we need to be efficient and vigilant in assessing those vulnerabilities, those issues, and then you know, leveraging coordinated disclosure and transparent communications to get those communicated out to the stakeholders that need that information, which doesn't stop just at communicating, it's then you know, applying appropriate fixes to mitigate or address those risks as those devices are in the field. So I, I do think this toolkit really helps. Uh, it doesn't create a new concept uh, that hasn't already been well established in the industry. The hope is that it makes a really critical function within managing the security of medical devices the hope is that it makes that easier and easier for folks that don't have as, as much of a technical background understand as we continue to try to evolve the products as best we can through that ever-evolving and changing security landscape that these devices are operating in. Well, thank you very much, Matt. I've been speaking to Matt Russo. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for joining us.